Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Auburn Tigers season has come to an end. Let's talk about some changes that need to be made this offseason on this live edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What's up? What's up, guys? What is up, Auburn family? I'm your host, Dustin Smith. Joined as always by my guy Blake Lane. And we got a special guest in the house tonight. Our boy Levi making a little appearance. Say what's up to the yeah. people, Levi. Yeah. Yeah. The episode just got better, man. Blake, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm on daddy duty right now. Uh sticking sticking the episode out, uh, making it happen. Uh, you know, one thing I want to say, Dustin, is I'm I'm still upset about last Saturday. Uh, it just didn't go down the way I thought it would. And it hurts, man. It stings. It, it, it truly it truly stings. Uh, just looking back on the game, and like we talked about on our last episode, just no effort. And just hearing the things that were said after the game, bro, like it, it just it, – it's it left a, a bitter, sour, uh, just just horrible taste in my mouth, you know. And and then last night, you know, I, I I felt good again. I felt great again. Like I watched Alabama <laughs> get their ass whooped. Let's go, Big right? Blue. So Michigan stuck it to them. Hey man, it was it was kind of weird watching Alabama get dominated like that. Mm. And it was like they got hit by a Mack truck, and they were like, "Hey, we didn't expect this," you know. Hey, Jermaine Burton was quiet all of a sudden. God, sure does like right. to talk. Hmm. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't breaking hearts yesterday, brother. Hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it's been a weekend. Um, I'm I'm just I'm looking at the at the Auburn fan base right now, and it just seems so crazy on social media, right? Yeah. Like everybody, you know, we're we're talking about portal QBs now. We got people transferring out now. Uh, there's a lot going on, man. This football stuff is not dead. All right. I know the season's over, but there's a lot still happening. There's a lot still going on. Uh, people keep asking about Monty. Is he losing yeah. his job? Like we just, you know, we don't know yet. And uh, and there's still a lot to look forward to on the football side. Right, right. Yeah, there's tons of stuff to talk about. We're going to get into some of it tonight. Big addition to Charles Kelly. Before we do that, I want to hop over to the comments and see what you guys are up to. Our guy Riley M. Always here. We love you, brother. He says up tempo. What's up, Riley? Our guy Tim the Toolman Taylor in here. Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yes, sir. The GOAT, brother. The GOAT. Trevor in here. What's up, buddy? War Eagle Baby. Officially basketball season. <laughs> yes, sir. I get yeah. I mean, we we've been watching it, but if you want to come on over, man, and join it for sure. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying, brother. Uh, all eyes turn to the hardwood now. And thank God because we are gonna be happy a lot more times than we are sad when it comes over to the to the basketball. Thank you, Bruce. Scott comes in and says, let's get the Liberty quarterback. Uh, I'm sure with the discussion we'll get there, brother, but I will say real quick, we are uh, on, on the same page there. Yep. Devin getting in and saying, War Eagle fellas, can't wait for the game tonight. Yeah, uh, real quick, for our members, we are going to do the live stream for our members only tonight, uh, the basketball. Uh, there will be some in the future where we have, like, bigger games, Bama, Ole Miss, things like that, where we'll make them public. But uh, we've been promising this live stream basketball for our members. They've been asking for it. So we're going to do that one tonight here uh, around 8 o'clock after the live stream here, and that will be for our members only. So for you guys, be on the lookout for that. And uh, then I have this one. This one here by Toolman says, Blake being in charge of Uptempo Twitter account makes the tweets a million times more funny. I thought that was Dustin. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's 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 do get this cleared out the way. You can see the uh, the Twitter handles here at dmcshaw28 is my Twitter at the Uptempo Pod is Blake's. So uh, Blake had already started the Uptempo Pod uh, before I had joined on with him. So that was his account. You know, he had already built up that account. Um, so yeah, on Twitter, that is Blake and I am D McShaw 28. Uh, 
and yeah, so but it, we both on there talking shit, no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got Chris getting in saying war damn eagle. What's up, Chris? We love you, brother. Hey, you tiger joining us from Enterprise, Alabama. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Pass your enterprise on the way to Nashville. Uh, Justin said, I would like to never see Thorne play again. Man, it's hard to uh, hard to disagree with you there. But and Blake's uh, Tim says Blake gets super spicy. He does. <laughs> but <laughs> Blake's a good follow on Twitter, man. He will he'll let them know. Blake ain't scared to get in the trenches and let the gumps know what's up. Before we get into the big additions, Blake, I wanted to touch on some things really, really quick. Uh, I believe I'm saying this correct. Denarius Gray from Hollywood, Florida. Do you want to do you want to tackle the high school? Man, look. I've watched a short minute video of this kid. Yikes. All right. 10th grader and he's doing these things. Big body. Yeah. I mean, bro, I saw, I saw him just absolutely snatch old buddy's ankles last night at that 28 second mark. And I said, man, can not only can he go up and get it down the field? I mean, he's quick side to side. I mean, he's, you know, I, I know he's not the greatest route runner right now, but he's in tenth grade. Uh, he's he's gonna get better, and I mean, just the athleticism, bro. Like you look at somebody that young, and it's just raw, and he's just raw talent. And then uh, the kind words that he said about Marcus Davis—that's really uh, Marcus Davis is connecting with these kids, man. He he's he's getting down there and he's making the relationships and he's relating to these kids because guess what? That's how he grew up too. Right. Right. So it's easier for him to make that connection and really, uh, you know, dig down and, and, and find out who that kid really is. You know, Hey, I come from the same trenches you come from, you know, we're, we're both from Florida. All right. Uh, you know, I made it out of out of where I was from and you can make it out of where you're from. I've been to Hollywood, Florida. All right. Um, and I'll tell you what, going down to Hollywood, Florida, right by Miami. I like how that sounds. Yeah. If we can get athletes from down there and bring them to Auburn. That's that pipeline that we always talk about, Dustin. And this kid, this kid, I, I know it's I know it's a long way away. But the more and more uh, that I keep finding on this kid and uh, just how bright of a guy he is and, and just the athleticism, he's probably going to get a fifth star. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. When you're uh, when a kid's already this highly rated, uh, I believe it was Rivals. I saw had him as a 90th player overall in the country. Uh, there's a good chance when the kid's this talented, like you said, still very, very raw, still it's uh you know, only a 10th grade at 6'1", 170. You got to think he's going to get a couple more inches, a couple more pounds there, kind of turn into that receiver that Hugh likes. The athleticism is off the charts. And, yeah, if he's already a high four-star, that's a good point, Blake. It, you know, a couple big seasons, a couple big camps. And he's the kind of kid that can really show out in a camp with that athleticism. Um, yeah, he could definitely get that fifth star. And it's your second commit of the 2026 class. Uh, so you're all, you've already got two kids committed in the 26 class, uh, just a couple of weeks away from, from basically wrapping up the 24 class. I know you still got the February signing day out there. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned Marcus Davis with his South Florida ties, him being from South Florida. When we hired Marcus Davis, that was something that everybody said he's going to, he has relationships in South Florida. Those are going to pay off for Auburn and it's good to see. So, and then I want to make this point real too quick, Blake. It, what it really shows me is, especially after another anemic passing performance, it just shows me that like these guys can recruit, like they got the chop to just recruit. Because you've shown nothing really on the field outside of a three-game stretch versus Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Mississippi State to show any like you know that this is get turned around and going the right way. Um, and still, just after what we just saw Saturday, to still to, to for they're selling these kids something, and these kids are buying in and they believe in it. So Hugh Freeze can recruit, recruit, uh, just recruit receivers, man. And then also Brian Batie enters the transfer portal. I just wanted to say on this real quick, Brian Batie is one hell of a running back. Um, I think that wherever he goes, he's going to be successful. I don't even think it's a thing where he tried to jump up from South Florida into the SEC and he was kind of out of his range. I think he can play football at this level. He just hopped into a backfield that is absolutely loaded. And the young kid like Jeremiah Cobb is coming for reps. And people kind of don't like when I say this. And, and I love Damari. And I think Damari is a good player. 
But I think that I've, I've said it from the get-go. I think that Jeremiah Cobb is going to be running back two coming into his sophomore season because I think he's coming for everybody's reps, bro. He's not going to take Jarquez, but I just believe in Jeremiah Cobb that much. And you're good, and especially when it gets down to passing down situations. So yeah, so I just I think a lot of that is is what happened here with Petit. Yeah, and uh, I'll throw this in there. When I when I saw Brian Petit had hit the portal, uh, you know, I threw a tweet a tweet out saying that I really thought that that meant uh, Jarquez was coming back. And the reason I say that is because we backed off of fat and. Yeah. It, you know, we didn't bring in a 24 running back. Uh, you're not going to sign a guy in February at running back. So you you have no back coming in. And I'm just sitting here thinking, hey, you know, they might have told Batie, look, brother, uh, Jarquez is coming back. Damari's coming back. You got Cobb. You got Jackson. Uh, it's just a loaded backfield, man. And, uh, and so – your your only way to get reps is to enter the transfer portal, and so, mm. uh, you know that was probably the best option for him. And I'm with Dustin on the Jeremiah Cobb thing, man. I think he is super talented. I think he should have been used more this year than what he was. I thought we should have had way more screen game with Jeremiah Cobb, but you know, I I, I get it. Coaching staff had other plans. You know, they they were wishy-washy back and forth didn't know the game plan and all that good <laughs> stuff right so uh you know i get it but i think jeremiah cobb is going to be a lethal back for the auburn tigers and i think he, he's gonna he's gonna do great things for auburn so i think it was kind of the writing on the wall like you said dustin it just hey i'm gonna get buried in the depth chart and i'm trying to put up tape for the nfl and that's what it ultimately comes down to, man. Like all, these guys are trying to put up tape to get to the league, you know, and you know, that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. And I'm pulling for him. Tim, the Tillman uh, Taylor says, I hate, but he went to the portal, but the rumors are too talented. That's a fact. I mean, even like, even a guy like Jackson, bro, like if Jackson, if we, if we had a, a, a bad injury situation happen and we had to go to Jackson, I wouldn't be I'd be like, cool, but we're good to go. You know, like it's just we're just really, really deep there. And a, a testament to the way Cadillac has recruited that room, scouted high school talent, and found the guys that he wants to fit the system. Uh, let's see, here's some comments I had started real quick. Our guy sub zero two five one popping in saying finally caught two of my favorites to do it live. Wardam Eagle from Fairhope. Hey man, we appreciate yeah. you, brother. And then he also says that he used to live down in South Florida and they uh, Fort Lauderdale and they got some dogs down there. Yeah. They do. They do. My uh, the teams from the north here in Pensacola, Tallahassee, they usually go down for state title, play the team from South Florida, and we usually don't come back home with a trophy. <laughs> so, our guy B Will's forehead says, "I want number four on the offense to go find somewhere else to be lazy." Also, Buck Fama, I feel you, brother, on both of these sentiments, man. Um, yeah. yeah, listen, very high on Kim Brown when he came to Auburn, and I still think that he has the toolbox, but. I watched, I watched LSU's receivers in their bowl game come back for almost any underthrown ball and fight for it. And a guy with Cam Brown's body still hasn't figured out how to come back and fight for a ball. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Eagles, for it. I think lazy is a good word to describe it, and, I, and I'm, I'm overseeing it as well. It's uh, it's weird, too. Like, yeah, just, just being just – being, man – it's the nonchalant effort that just like even when you drop a ball, you just kind of act like there's no life to you. Man, hey, you turn around and sprint your ass to that sideline and say, hey, that's on me, my bad. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, it, it just it gets at me. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Connie says, where are you going? Happy New Year. Same from our guy, Ethan. All right, Blake, let's get over here and let's talk about this big-time addition to the coaching staff. A little bit of shakeup. No one is surprised that our guy Wesley McGriff has moved on to Texas A&M. We know that uh, he had a situation with Ron Roberts there. They just kind of weren't seeing eye-to-eye on some things where he stepped away about halfway through the season from uh, on-field role, took an off-the-field position. Hey, to see Crime Dog go, hell of a recruiter. Yeah. But, Blake, you add an even better recruiter. And I have, I'm not scared to say that at all because just last year, uh, 24 7 named Charles Kelly the top recruiter in the country. 
all that talent you saw on the field for Alabama the other day, he recruited he recruited all of them. Boy, uh, Caleb Downs, primary recruiter on a guy like that. You could really go down the list of five stars that he's landed over the years. Uh, Blake, real quick before I throw it to you, I just want to kind of point out some things about him here. Uh, his four years at Bama as the D.C., never had a defense outside of the top 20. Obviously got a national title. Uh, one thing, too, and this this to me, after, after what I watched Saturday, this is just as important because his defensive resume, his recruiting resume speaks for itself. But uh, his special teams background, he has coached a Ray Guy Award winner. He has coached a Lou Groza Award winner. And in 2018, as when he was a special teams coach at Tennessee, they had five block kicks. They were fourth in the nation in punt return defense and fourth in the nation in punt returns. And that you can go and look at any time. Uh, same thing when he was in charge of special teams at Georgia Tech. Just good numbers across the board. Good kicker, good punter, good at returning kicks, good at defending the kick return. Uh, just I, I can't say enough about this one. To be teaming Charles Kelly up with Ron Roberts. And I also want to make this point, Blake. I think that a lot of this, when you go and get the top, I mean, just really one of the best recruiters in the country, and I, and I want your opinion on this, do you think that this is you saying, you know what, I'm going to step back into – some game plan. I'm going to get back into running my offense because I know that I don't have to do, I don't have to be the guy, the primary on a KJ Bolden because I can put Cars Kelly on that and I can do my game planning for the bowl game. What do you think about that? And it's the yes. only addition overall. Yes. Yeah, so, first off, I'll say this about Charles Kelly. Like Dustin said, elite, elite recruiter, man. Elite recruiter. All right. I think he was brought to Auburn. Four, you got Ron Roberts, right? X's and O's guy, not big on recruiting. Charles Kelly, big recruiter. I agree with you. I think Hugh said, hey, look, man, I, I need Charles Kelly in here. All right. He could he can land a, a guy like KJ Bolden. Mm-hmm. All right. Like you said, man, Charles Kelly, top 20 defense. Like like those those years at Alabama, man. Uh he he's dominant. And don't judge his time at Colorado this past year. Like I, I said on Twitter the other day, I said, look, this is a big time pickup. Prime's DC left. Here come the gumps. Oh, Prime had a DC that Colorado played defense this year. Like, man, that was a bad situation out there. All right. There was it was a, a team that was trying to live off the portal in year one. They had like 80 something players leave. It was just a mess, man. It was a mess. They lost Travis Hunter in the middle of the season. Like he didn't come back until the end, couple end games. Like it, it was it was a mess at Colorado. And I think Charles Kelly saw the writing on the wall to get out of there. Uh, so I'm excited about the pickup, man. Like you said, I, I think he's, you know, a a better recruiter to add to that position. And you're keeping Zach. You're keeping you Zach. So that's the big thing, and I always say I ain't worried about the secondary as long as Zach Etheridge is back there and and he's doing his thing because I think that room's talented. Uh, past that first quarter Saturday, I liked what I saw, and I think this defensive staff at Auburn is going to turn some heads, man. Like, uh, Hughes putting together some pieces. We just got to see the offensive side of the ball come together, man. That is it. We know Auburn's going to play defense, like, we ain't never worried about that. Auburn's going. Auburn's going to play defense. We just got to get the offense clicking, man. If Auburn had any offense, goodness. Yeah, and it's funny that you that you say we're going to play defense because we're in the we're in the middle of our worst three game stretch since 1975, I believe it is, and we're still playing great defense. Yep. And we've seen pieces come and go. I mean, we had Jeff Smetting as a DC, and it was one of our. It wasn't as great a year as we've had. But we still put a competent defense out there. So, yeah, that's, I mean, we're going to do it. So, boy, if we could just get a top 40 all, I mean, we don't even have to be an offensive ice of world on fire. Just one that could keep us in these games. Uh, we'd be on a nice winning streak versus AM if we could just score a couple of touchdowns. But it's, it's, a, it's tough, man. Uh, Ant says that's what we need is a great hire. Uh, let's see. Tim, the tool man, Taylor says, hopefully, Charles Kelly 
can help Coach Hugh Freeze recruit so he can focus more on getting this team right. Players speaking openly about locker room culture isn't good. We are definitely going to do a segment on the uh, the culture changes here, Tim, and I agree with everything you said there. That's a good point. Justin says, y'all starting to get me hype again. And then Connie says, Justin, you need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, uh, stay hype, bro. Stay hype. We got a lot of uh, a lot of talent coming in. I just would say stay hype uh, with realistic expectations. Like, don't be expecting 10 and 2 next year. Or, okay, the playoffs opening up, so here we go. Like, no, we're not going to be in the top 12 next year. Man, we are um, hosting a game at Jordan-Hare Stadium next year in the top 12. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in 25. Let's shoot for 25, man. Right. Uh, Ant says, plus he is an Auburn man, and that is a very good point. Um, yep. uh, he is from Ozark, Alabama, played at Auburn from 1986 to 1989. Coached high school at Alabama, coached at Jacksonville State back in the day. He knows the state very, very well. Has a ton of relationships with the high school coaches around the state. Uh, yeah, and this is just a phenomenal hire, bro. Like, he, he knocked us out the park on this one. And then, uh, like Blake said, on on the crime dog departure, it's to me, it's like a, a blessing in disguise kind of thing. One, because you, you obviously had a plan. And two, you're keeping Zach, man. And, and there were a lot of teams out there that want Zach Gethridge on their staff. Yep. And they've been trying to get him. Um, so it, we got it. We're just kind of keep him as long as we can. And it seems like that this kind of we at least have him for another year uh with with Crime Dog departing. So because I don't know if Zach was the biggest fan of getting his room split in half, right? So, yeah. you know, that's uh I think this is all it's all works out well for us. And then let's see, let's get over here. I wanted to uh touch on this, Blake, because I know that. You're big on this kid. Uh, Scott earlier uh, earlier in the broadcast said, let's go get the Liberty QB. And the Liberty QB entered the portal today. And I know uh, you text me and we're like, yeah, this is this would be a guy that we would want to pursue. And I wanted your opinion on this because you have been pretty steadfast in saying that you just didn't see anybody in the portal that we should go get and spend the money on. And uh, but you but you like this kid. And you think it'd be a good fit. Yeah, man. The reason the reason I like this kid is because I was against going to the portal for a one to two million dollar quarterback. I didn't want that to happen. Right. Uh, and everybody started the Cam Ward stuff up again. Guys, Cam Ward was not coming to Auburn. All right. Playing college. Yeah. Like I, I just I don't see that. And everybody's like, "Oh, well, he hasn't hired an agent yet." I don't care. Like I don't. I, I just. I don't see him coming to Auburn. I don't. I'm yeah. sorry. And I feel like you can go get K- – how do you say his name? Caden Caden Salter? Caden Salter, yeah. Yeah, Caden Salter. Um, I watched him play Saturday. And everybody – I posted something on Facebook in a group a while ago. I said, hey, man, you got to go get this kid. Oh, well, did you watch him play Saturday against Oregon? He, he was terrible. Let me tell you something, man. That was the biggest letdown of a New Year's Six Bowl. The matchups, it wasn't even fair, man. Right? For his life, dude. Liberty's offensive line was getting blown off the football. Yeah. He was running for his life. He was hitting receivers in the hands, bro, and they were dropping them. All right? He led the first drive, the opening drive. They got the ball. He took it down there for six. They missed the extra point. All right. That's how bad like Liberty didn't want to be there in the first place. They weren't ready for that. All right. Yeah. But it, it, the kid made plays. And and what I'm saying right here is like, I don't think you're going to have to spend a whole lot of money mm-hmm. on this kid. So why not go get him, bring him in, have the opportunity to compete. That's the biggest thing, man, is competition. You have seen Peyton Thorne. And I've been the first to sit here and say, Man, PT, give him his chance, give him his chance. But after what we saw Saturday, it, it's thin, man. It is very thin, all right? And and I just don't know if you can take the chance to roll with that into next year without giving somebody an opportunity other than – look, Holden, I saw Holden. All right, Dustin? I saw Holden. We've seen Hank Brown, all right? Yeah. Hank Brown, there's a glimmer of hope there, folks. He looked good. I don't care if he was playing against second strings, third strings, whatever. He looked good. I don't care if they were playing prevent, whatever. I do not care. 
He looked good. The team looked a little more amped up when Hank Brown come in the game. He was leading receivers, hitting them in the hands. There wasn't no, uh, you know, throwing the check down and throwing the ball at his ankles. And, you know, it, it, there was none of that. But I think you got to go get a guy to, to come in, compete for the starting job. Hugh Free says it's an open QB competition, Dustin. Then show me. Mm. Show me. Show me that it's open. Go get a guy, bring him in, and say, hey, look, if you want to transfer, transfer. If you want to compete, stay here and compete. Let's see what happens. May the best man win. And I don't want to hear this year, well, the best ball thrower is Holden, but he's just not getting to play. All right? I don't want to hear any of that. I want to hear straightforward answers. Tell me like it is. I don't want to hear, well, Peyton, you know, he he threw two picks in the scrimmage today, but, uh, you know, we really like how he has command of the offense. I don't want to hear that no more. I don't want to hear that no more. I want the best in there. And I think you can go get this kid for cheap, NIL, uh, and and I think he's a competitor, man. The kid, look, he gets in the end zone, all right? And I think that's what Auburn struggles with right now is getting in the end zone. Got to score points in the SEC, baby. Yeah. Got to score points in the SEC to win football games. And if you don't, you're going to get left behind. And this kid gets in for six. So go get him. Make it happen. If he can't win the job and Hank Brown wins it, then there you go. If Holden Garner wins it, there you go. Another thing I'll say, Dustin, is everybody wanting Walker White to start, all right? True freshman quarterbacks don't start in the SEC, all right? It's happened very, very little, all right? Bo Nix was not ready to start in the SEC. When we went to the Swamp, he was not not ready for that at all, man. He was not ready for that. So – why do you want to throw Walker White into the fire, Dustin? Like, all, all these people are like, well, you got to give Walker White a chance. He's going to have a chance. But wouldn't you want Walker White to sit behind a couple of guys who've played a lot of college football and him learn? Him learn how to go about his day-to-day. Him learn the playbook. Him learn how to handle himself as a D1 quarterback. And then in two years, step in and say, hey, here's your guy. This is the guy that's going to lead you to a playoff spot. I think that's the route, man. I do. I, I just I, – I had somebody tell me that Stan White started as a true freshman at Auburn. Yeah, all right. That was also back in the day. College football is different now, all right. It's, yeah. it's a lot different. It's a different game, man. So, I, um, I just think you got to go get a guy now. And I, I was just never for spending one to $2 million dollars on a portal quarterback, Dustin. I didn't think that made sense, man. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, our guy, our guy, Jonathan Hubbard, asked any other coaching change in coming. So look, like I said, with Charles Kelly coming in, I think that, I think this is a sign. I think it's a signal. He's saying, listen, I think Hugh is always going to be super involved in recruiting, but I just think that he thought bringing in Philip Montgomery this year, he was bringing in a very experienced guy, a guy that he thinks is a great coach. And I'm sure that Philip, you know, he is, but he just, I think Q thought that it was going to mesh better. I thought he was going to be able to step back out the offense and trust Monty to do what he wanted to be done. And that didn't happen. And then when the results didn't come, and I've said it, you know, I've said it many times that I like talk about Hugh Freeze's competitiveness. I just don't see, I don't see how he's going to run this back. I don't think Hugh Freeze is going to run this back with Philip Montgomery. Um, I I don't have any any knowledge on this one. I just I can't see Philip Montgomery lasting longer than another week or two. I think it'll be within ten days. You know that that'll be announced that he's moving on because I don't see how you can continue this, and I don't think that Hugh wants to because. It doesn't sound like he wants to in the press conferences. He's openly said, like, this wasn't a good game plan. I was disappointed in this. I was disappointed in that. So, yeah, I expect Philip Montgomery to be removed as the OC and uh, go somewhere else. And I I don't know what the move would be from there, but I think that whatever the move would be from there, I think that bringing in Charles Kelly signals that that's going to be a big, a big portion of recruiting responsibility is going to go to Charles Kelly. And that will free up Hugh to kind of get back in this offense and fix some things. So I think that whoever will be the OC after Philip Montgomery is let go, it is just my prediction that it'll be kind of uh, I've said it before. I wouldn't mind if it was a guy like Ken Austin because I want it to be Hugh Freeze 
running his offense, right? I think it would it could really be a situation like that where it's just a guy um it's a guy that is really just kind of coming in and helping out, but it's really Hugh running the show. And that's what I want to see because Hugh Freeze's offenses have never looked the way that they looked this year. That's the first time it's ever looked like that since he's been a head coach. Well, let's go back and look at why. It appears that it's the first time he wasn't heavily involved in the offense. So I think that he's going to, I think that he's making some moves here. I think that bringing in Charles Kelly kind of signals, hey, you know, I got to move around to the balance of responsibility here. All right, let's see. Got some more comments. Uh, Justin Thomas says, well, we got a super chat. Perry Unlikely, look at your comment in just a second, Justin. Perry Unlikely says, salute, just showing support, brothers. If Peyton is pressing next year, then press his ass out of here and let Kaden, let Kaden go to – listen, uh, yeah, we'll see. Obviously, we'll see if Caden Salter ends up at Auburn. I saw in the chat somebody saying where he's going to – Um, he's already got a, a, a visit locked in for Penn State. So, obviously, we'll see how all that goes. But, uh, yeah, brother, thank you for the super chat. And thank you for watching the show. Thank you for supporting us. And this is one of the things that – you know, we were kind of all just scratching our heads at at the time. I wouldn't say that we were like upset or pissed, but we all heard it, right? Like our guy Mike G came out and said, "Listen, Payne Thorne was the third best at the scrimmage today, and he wasn't the only one." You know, there was every outlet, every mod, every website, everybody that had somebody at the web at the scrimmage said Peyton may have been the second best, but he clearly wasn't the first. And he's had days where he's been the third best. He's had days where he's been the first. He's been super inconsistent. We all heard all that stuff during fall camp. And then you in the presser said, exactly, I'm gonna I'm starting because I think he's pressing and I need him to relax. And it sounded weird at the time. And then when you have the season that you had, it really looks bad. Now that quote looks a whole lot worse. So Yeah, like Blake said, we don't want to hear any of that crap anymore. Who's the best guy? I don't care what your NIL deal was. I don't care what booster gave you what check. I don't give a damn about none of that. Who is the best quarterback? If it is Walker White, if he just comes in and bang, I'm that dude, let's roll with it. If it's Hank Brown, if it's whoever it is. But Auburn cannot continue to be the graveyard for the passing attack where quarterbacks come to die, where receivers come to die. It can't be. We're in 2023, and we still can't. We're going backwards. It's it's asinine. It makes no sense. We were the team with the starting quarterback playing in the bowl game Saturday. We were. And to Justin's comment, let me find it, he says, who am I? 13 for 27, 84 yards and a pick six. You're a, you're a three to four. How, how many years has he started at this point? At least three. A guy that's played a ton of college football and still putting out that stat line and still staring down a receiver and throwing it right to him and just ending the game right there. Because the way your defense played, if he doesn't throw that pick six, then, boy, you're in the ball game. Yeah, bro. And, 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 and we can all sit here and say receivers and all this kind of stuff and look. I'm going to be super hard on receivers because I don't think any of them are that great. I like Caleb Burton. I like Jay Fair. You know, other than that, I'm not like pounding the table for anybody on this roster to stay. Um, I think the freshmen are going to come in and just take all the spots. But when this is the stat line, Justin, and then Hank Brown comes in and is throwing it to the same receivers and all of a sudden they look competent, they look like they can play receiver all of a sudden, what am I supposed to think? And you can say it's garbage time and they were in zone and all that. And I understand all that. And that's why I'm not, you're not going to hear me on here on during the offseason going, well, Hank Brown's the dude. Because I acknowledge all that. Like Elijah Canyon went off in a bowl game. You ever heard from him again? So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do that with Hank Brown. But yeah, it's, you cannot roll in Philip Montgomery. You cannot roll back out Peyton Thorne next year and just say, we're going to run it back this year, but this year it's going to be better, and this year it's going to get figured out. Because it's not. It's not. Peyton Thorne is what he is. And you can go back and watch Ike's film breakdowns from Michigan State. And that's why I was – I was never super high on him and I've never been super down on him. I am now, but it's kind of like, 
He just is what he is. There's going to be days like Mississippi State, but there's going to be days like you have versus Maryland. It, it just – he's that. That's what he is, and it's not going to get better or worse. Was he, was he put in the best position? No. But as far as, like, just looking at staff and, and what needs to change on this offense, Blake, it's a lot. Like, I, that's that's the part that, I, that worries me, brother, is that, like, where do you even start? I mean, you got to get a new QB or, or I say new QB, you at least got to find out if one of them young cats in Holden or Hank is the guy you're going to be trying to implement a whole bunch of new receivers. You're hoping that Robert Lewis can step in and give you the same level of production he did at Georgia state and all that. Um, you got to figure out who's calling the plays, what you're doing. And, and maybe Hugh has a plan. Maybe Hugh is, maybe what you said the other night was it. It's a pink slip game. I got to finish out signing day. I'm going to trust you one more time. Montgomery, show me what you got. Okay, this game plan's crap. It didn't work. You're going to be out of here in a couple of days, and I'm going to take back over the offense. I hope it's that because if you're Hugh Freeze, don't go down because of Philip Montgomery. Go down running your stuff. Go down doing your offense. Go down call, you being the one calling the plays. Don't go down because of Philip Montgomery, man. Don't do that. So um, I think that uh, Philip Montgomery's days on the plains, Blake, have come to an end, and I think it'll be announced shortly. You agree with that? Yeah, 100%. I don't think he's the guy at all. Not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. And uh, so, but listen, we can talk about the staff. We can talk about the players. We can talk about all these things as far as what needs to change. But, Blake, I really wanted to kind of touch on what our guy Rivaldo Fairweather said. And yep. uh, I'm kind of paraphrasing here. It's not the exact quote, but he just said, listen, man, changes need to be made to this culture. Changes need to be made to this locker room. And that, to me, as much as you got to figure out what you're doing on offense, what the scheme is, you know, what our identity is, how we're calling these plays, what we're going to do, all that is obviously the X is a no part, obviously takes big, is big, uh, takes big importance. But listen, man, we need a locker room of guys that want to put that AU on the side of their helmet, that take pride in that, that maybe if they just transferred in or they or they just a high school kid that doesn't know much, maybe they they the week of the Georgia game, they do a little YouTube search and a little a little deep dive on Google and research the Deep South Soldiers rivalry and find out what it's about and come to understand it and come to love it and come to take it seriously. Because I, like all of y'all, have forgotten what it feels like to even beat Georgia. Do y'all remember that Georgia's a rival of ours? Did you know that Georgia's actually, Auburn, Georgia, used to be one of the premier rivalries in college football? Do y'all remember these things? If you're if you're under the age of 18, you don't. And that's sad. And it starts with culture. It starts with guys caring. It starts with, and listen, I put it up here because he said it. And Hugh Free said it. And Keontae Scott said it. So obviously it's true. Me and Blake can come on here and say, well, we heard all offseason that like, hey, there's some stuff going on. And, you know, we heard during the season, like there was some fight and this, that, and the other. And it wasn't necessarily the best culture. But when they come out and tell you there's no arguing it, right? It's kind of what I said about like, you can be mad at me for saying Hugh Freeze didn't do a good job until Hugh Freeze comes out and says, I didn't do a good job. And I'm looking at you and say, why are you mad at me? He told you he didn't do a good job. It's the same thing here. These guys are telling you the culture's got a problem. The culture has issues. So it's going to be up to, man, it's going to be up to a lot of people. But, like, it, it starts with your head coach. It starts with, I think, Blake, Hugh, maybe, Hugh, and I get it. He has put a premier importance on recruiting, and you know I love that. But I think that the messaging sometimes, we had a really good comment in our uh, on our last video in the YouTube, and I wish I would have wrote down the uh, wrote down the person's name because I would have given them credit for it. But a fantastic comment where the person asked, "Did we think maybe the lack of effort in the bowl game had something to do with a coach basically saying they weren't good enough all year?" I thought that was an excellent point. I think that the messaging needs to change. I think that uh, Hugh, listen, brother, we get it. You put a premium on recruiting, and now you're bringing in Charles Kelly who was a premium on recruiting, and we know that you're a dog. 
There's no question Hugh Freeze is one of the best recruiting head coaches in the country, and there's no question now he's put together one of the top, at least defensive staffs recruiting in the country. And I, I, I believe that Marcus Davis, an excellent recruiter, and Cadillac as well on the offensive side, and then obviously Hugh running, the, doing his thing on offense and being a great recruiter. So it's all over the staff on both sides of the ball. So as far as the culture goes, man, one that starts from recruiting. I love the kids we brought in, your Malik Blockton types, your Walker Whites, your Perry Thompsons, guys that want to be here to Marcus with good kids that get it. It starts in recruiting, but it also is going to start with the messaging from Coach Hugh Freeze. He has got to do a better job in making the guys that are currently on the team in the locker room buying in and believing. I thought that was an excellent point that that, uh, that one of our – uh, subs have made on that video, Blake, and um, I kind of agree with it. I think that it, I think that it's uh, that may have played a big factor into the lack of effort, and it's going to be it's also going to be up to the, the leaders, bro. Like when I look at you mentioned a couple weeks ago, Bryce Young not sitting out his bowl game versus Alabama when he was going to be the top pick in the draft. That's a cultural thing, brother. That's a culture thing. That's because that locker room as a whole is bought into that mission. And they understand that they got one more time to go out there as brothers. And it's going to be a collective effort. And to be fair to Hugh Freeze, it's not something you can snap your fingers at. You can't just, okay, we're going to do this because Gus just kind of got willy-nilly, let things go. And then Harson came in and tried to just hard-ass his way through everything and mess it up worse, not letting you use elevators and this, that, and the other. And that didn't work. So it's been a mess. It's going to take time. But, man, it's got to happen. It's got to happen, Blake. These guys aren't saying this for no reason. All right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%. And one thing I will say is Missouri was wanting to fire Eli Drinkwitz last year. All right. And I'm going to go the route here of saying – this takes time to get cancers out of a locker room, all right? It takes time. But now you look at drink and the success they're having, all right? They just beat Ohio State, all right, in the in the Cotton Bowl. Do you – when you look at that on paper and you say, all right, Missouri, Ohio State, it's Ohio State, 10 out of 10 times. But drink's got Ohio State uh, – got, got Missouri over here winning 10 – 11 games now, all right? They're, they're competing. They're getting after it. Missouri was wanting to fire him, all right? My point to this is is it takes time, man. It, you got to get things right. A lot of those dudes in that locker room, they they didn't even know Hugh Freeze, dog. Like, like those are Gus and, and uh, Harson guys, all right? So what Dustin's saying is, is is these cats come in and anything that Hugh says, they're just kind of like, you know, nonchalant, you know. Uh, and then you bring a guy like Rivaldo in here, and he's a Hugh guy because Hugh got him out the portal, and he believes everything that Hugh says, and that's why he made the comments, all right? He, I, I ain't no sugarcoat, sugarcoat it for you. He said, hey, quit being lazy. You guys are lazy, all right? Get off your ass, get to work, make something shape, all right? Make it happen. Quit being lazy. That's what he said. Quit, wake your ass up on time, all right? Go to class, all right? Get to team meetings, period, dog. It's not hard. But I tell you right now, and I've been on this point the past couple weeks, dog, like I always say, I'm all for player. I'm all for the portal. I'm all for NIL. I love it. I think it's great. But we have lost control in college football. We have nobody running the show. It's just a big free base. It's, oh, well, this year we'll change this rule. You know what? Screw it. You can you can transfer as much as you want. Anytime you want, you can transfer. How are you supposed to build a culture when you got people walking in and out of the door every every year? You got brand new people walking in and out, dog, just in and out. Oh, well, I'm not getting any playing time here, so I'm gone. We got to get some rules, man. We got to get a committee in here and say, hey, this is what's going to happen, all right, with the portal. Guess what? You can only transfer one time. 
after that one time, you better work your ass off to get on the field of wherever you're at. All right. Yeah. Uh, my, second thing is, my second thing is, is NIL, dog. You got people showing up late to workouts because they're on NIL checks. Guess what? They don't care. They don't care. And things have happened now with NIL to where, you know, it, it's it's involved in recruiting and getting kids to come to your school and all this. It should go back to name, image, and likeness because we're not there. We're not there anymore. We're not, Dustin. Like, it's, it's gotten to the point of where it's entitlement. I, I'm getting paid, so guess what? I'm getting paid so I can half-ass it. All right? You're all right, man. Uh, I'm getting paid so I can half-ass it. There you go. That's what it is. That's what it is. So I, I can be five minutes late. It ain't no big deal. It right. ain't no big deal, you know? So that's why I'm so big on people like Bryce Young, Bo. Um, you know, I'm not so big on people like Caleb Williams. I'm sorry. I don't care if you think it's a life-changing decision uh, to opt out of a bowl game for, for money. You're already making money, you know? You're already making money, dog. You're making millions of dollars in the city of Los Angeles. And, you know, you choose to – oh, boy. You choose to opt out and, and not play. So, it's hard to build a culture, Dustin, because you you got these kids, man, and they're just – they're being taught the wrong way. They're being taught the wrong way. And I think Valdo is one of those guys, like you said, Keontae, they're one of those guys that gets it, man. They're one of those guys that bought in and they said, hey, look, we got to do it the old-fashioned way. We got to get kids here that want to buy in and stay here and not hit the portal when things get tough. And that's just – that's it, man. We're just in a different time of college football. And now we're about to move to a freaking 12-team playoff and let three lost teams fight for a national championship. <laughs> we're losing the beauty of college football, folks. We're losing the beauty. It's, it's going so far away. I mean, it's falling just flat off the face of the earth, man. It's getting to where it's not fun anymore. Yeah, I agree with you. I was actually thinking, Blake, that we might we should do an episode soon, um, kind of backing out of the Auburn and just looking at college football as a whole and talking yeah. about just how unhealthy it is and um, what's what's going wrong here. Because, you know, I love Auburn, um, but there's no Auburn if the, if the sport of college football isn't healthy. And yeah. I would I would say that the sport of college football right now is in a dangerous, dangerous place. And um, I just. Man, I there I I'll watch a D two game like the the North or the the North Dakota State game versus Montana a couple weeks ago it was a phenomenal football game. It was a phenomenal football game because it was kids that wanted to win the game and they were playing for their team, they were playing for their logo, they were playing for their brothers, and you can tell, you can tell. And I'll tell you, like I had more fun this year at high school games than I did college games because it was just it's pure football. It's still the pure football. The trash that's going on in our game in college, it has to be fixed because, like you said, it's falling off the face of the earth. It's losing its soul, and I hate it, bro. It drives me nuts. And if you think if you think that a sport is too big to fail, then you look at what happened in NASCAR. If you think a sport is too big to fail, then you look at what's going on with the NBA. Like, you're not too big to fail. You can mess it up. You can lose your fan base if you lose the heart of what makes your sport great, and that's exactly what college football is doing. Dustin, how many people sat out of Army Navy? How many people opted out of that game? Yeah, right. Yeah, zero for sure, man. Yeah, zero. All right. That right there should tell you enough. All right. Those kids, guess what? They'll die for you. All right. And you're over here opting out of games and stuff. Uh, and I just think that's the it, it's hard to build a culture in today's time because look, look at even look, all right, Dallas Turner last night. He didn't even take a shower and told reporters, yep, I'm gone. I'm out of here. I'm hitting the bus. Like, see ya. I'm out. Like, what what happened, man? Like, I don't get it anymore, Dustin. Yeah, it's tough. Hey, Levi's got a fan club, though. Couple people <laughs> man, I'm couple, sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Couple people giving Levi the shout out. I'm sorry. Um, Hey, hotties, hottie getting in here and saying that we're just pissed because we got hammered. Uh, definitely pissed because we got hammered. You ain't wrong about that. And uh, but no, that has nothing. Uh, we are also upset with the sport of college football and the way it's going, and we are not the only two people saying that. So yeah, who pig man, hottie toddy, hmm. yeah, hottie toddy man, hottie toddy ain't shit. All right? <laughs> 
Hottie, Hottie Toddy won 11 games and ain't got nothing to show for it but a Peach Bowl championship because that's the only time you can play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium because you can't play in the SEC championship because you can't make it, dog, because we're your daddy. All right, period. Move on. Yeah. Facts. Let's see. Uh, B-Bull's forehead says, give me Hank or bring back Grant Loy. Grant Loy. Listen. If there's ever somebody I don't want to see play football again, it is Grant Loy. Uh, and then let Chris with a good point. I'm sorry, a great QB sometimes just has to put the team on his back and make it happen. Yeah, dude, there's sometimes where it's like, uh, if you're just that dude, you're just that dude. And like a Baker Mayfield is a good example, right? Where like low rated guy was a walk on when the two different school when he went to Oklahoma, he didn't even like make it a scene. He went to Oklahoma and just shut up practice and was like, I'll earn my spot. Um, so, yeah, sometimes, man, if you're just that dude, you're that guy. And I hope to God that's what we saw in Hank Brown. That would be sweet if, like, oh, I'm just a gamer. Give me the ball, and this is who I am. Uh, that would be great. Uh, Tiffany says that's a cute baby. Yeah, like Levi's a goat. <laughs> Levi's a goat. Uh, and then Rodney says, no, Brian Harson appreciation will be tolerated. Uh, I'm not sure where you've seen any of that at. If, uh, but And then you ain't, you ain't getting it from me or – you ain't heard it from me or Blake. We're about to get out of here, guys, because uh, we're going to get to the live stream for the basketball game. Um, before we do that, I wanted real quick to uh, see B-Will's forehead getting in and saying, you must have forgotten all the old Miss, all the years Ole Miss wasn't relevant. Yeah, and look, like this is the thing. Ole Miss is a really good team. Lane Kiffin, uh, a great coach. I think he's an offensive genius. Um, this is like the height of Ole Miss. This is the best run they've been on in a very, very long time. And like Blake said, when your best year is it, which almost had a great year. I'm not crapping on their year, but this is the height of your success. This is the height of your, uh, this is the height of your program. You know, it's crazy. You know, I, I, thanks for tuning in brother. Thanks for tuning yeah. in. I absolutely love it. Uh, this is what SEC football is all about, right? This is what the conference is all about. I love a little trash talk. I'll get on Twitter and trash talk with you all day. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> But it's mighty funny that you come out of the woodworks when we don't play each other anymore, all right? Mm-hmm. Go look at the all-time record. You you beat us twice in the past, what, 10 years, and we want to start – we want to start talking? Come on now. Uh, I don't I don't get it, man. Look, I, hopefully you guys can make it to Hoover this year, and hopefully Alan Flanagan, Alan Flanagan can make free throws this year. So, uh, Yeah, I am – I'm eagerly awaiting that basketball matchup. Cannot wait. Uh, look, big, big, good crowd tonight, man. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We continue to grow. Uh, we love our new subs. Yeah. Listen, these memberships are popping as well. Um, if, you, if you're interested in that, this live stream for the basketball will be for members only. We have a lot of exclusive content that we pump out for our members. So uh, most likely you got to be on desktop. But you can hit that join button, man. There's a ton of options there. We're just getting started on that. We're really excited about all the things we got coming up in 2024 for our members. If you're interested in merchandise, go over to the warportshop.com. You can go over there and get you an up tempo t-shirt, man. It would help us out as well. And I just want to tell everybody thank you. You know, hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't. And we will be back uh Friday, 10 a.m. Blake, what you got, brother? Levi, tell them say war damn eagle bubble. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Hey. War damn. Our members will see y'all shortly. You'll be looking for that uh video to pop up in your in your members only uh link on YouTube. We're out. War damn. War damn, baby. Uh-oh.